the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. It's Fed rate week cut question mark. I think that's fair to say. Uh, but we expect something that's really more about the future, though. And it's also earnings week. And tonight we're going to get Apple, and that's going to be a big one for tech. we got a Capital One data breach. So there's a lot to think about, a lot to chew on. Have you checked your credit? Say in the last three months, six months, nine months, 12 months, a year, two years, three years, you should. You should make it a habit. Let's join CFP Chad Burton. He'll be at the Money Show event with me coming up in a few weeks. How are you, Mr. Burton? Doing well. How about you? Good. I was listening to your show, Driving In, as I am want to do. Um, it's a good show. It's super informative. Um, I, I, I think you are really helping a lot of people with some pretty complex concepts. Um, but one thing that kind of ticked me was someone said you and I are the dynamic duo. Does that make me Batman or does that make me Robin? Am I fat old Batman or am I good looking George Clooney Batman? You're much taller, so I must be Robin. And just there you go. You know, I, I like your suit better. Look at your humbling humbleness. I've never seen it. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Um, <laughs> But further in that email, the guy said, Rob has recommended a Fidelity Ginny May fund for retirement. I'm like, Chad, I've never done that. That's not my nature. I know, that, what, what, it kills me. People hear what they want to hear, or maybe they're hearing someone else, and they're ascribing it to us, and that's even worse. What are your thoughts on getting mixed messages from media? Well, and, and that's why I say, you know, I'll take any money question besides the individual stock buy, hold, or sell, because especially on the stock side, and as you and I talked about before, we could probably teach a listener how to do it a show based on charting in a couple of hours. Um, but if you give an opinion on a stock, if you do all of that, like say Kramer does, if his opinion changes, he's not going to remember to tell everybody, nor nor will right. that happen in real time because you might catch a show where you like one something one day and then something changes, maybe a dividends cut, maybe a change of a CEO, maybe free cash flow goes down or debt goes up and you decide you don't like it anymore. You, you can't remember to tell everybody. So that's a disservice, I think, to do those types of shows, really. 
And it is, you know, we talk pretty quickly when it comes to financial issues, and and you might we, we might have been having a discussion on different types of bond funds and, and shorter term, you know, funds that maybe are maybe it was three years ago when we were worried about higher rates that are less subject to interest rate swings, right? And it comes off as a recommendation when it's really not. Nothing you ever hear on radio should go invest in, ever. These are shows that should give you ideas to go research and learn um, because, yeah, there's no way that you would you would suggest a 40-year-old investing in a Ginnie Mae bond fund in their Roth IRA. It doesn't make any sense. In fact, Chad, I've said while sober that I, I, I don't even like bonds for me personally, but I get them if you're trying to you know build a smart portfolio, but... Danger is my middle name. Um, so I, I'll say stupid stuff like that, and I don't want people to interpret it incorrectly. But uh, we can move off this topic. What do you think about the, the current market situation and uh, earnings season and the next leg for the market? Where do you see us going? Well, it, it's really interesting because, you know, you've got a return for the S&P 500 that's north of 20%, essentially, right? Um, and earnings growth maybe for the fourth quarter might come in at, you know, 4% for the year. Now, it's kind of weird to look at because what the growth in the S&P 500 is recovering from that big correction that we had that ended December 24th. So a lot of it is rebound to get back to where we were on the highs. But the market's having trouble making these new highs. What I don't like is now the Fed is backed into a corner for three rate uh, drops, right? And any other, if later in the year, if you have any other type of communication from the Fed that, oh, we're not going to do this anymore, and we're still having a trade issue with China, it's just going to be a lot of volatility. And I think a lot of investors, Rob, have invested well beyond their risk tolerance and have already forgotten what corrections feel like. So I think we're, we're probably set up for, for more volatility going through this year. As I say with briefing.com, Patrick O'Hare, every Tuesday, uh, got a couple of minutes left. Any any softballs? Anything you're working on? Anything you want us to be uh, know, knowing? Um, did, uh, today I was talking about on the morning show. You can get, you know get the podcast at chadburton.com. But inflation issues and inflation ebbs and flows, and we've gone through a period of really low inflation. And investing against to hedge against inflation really is most important on your bond funds. And so maybe take some time to learn about tips. And if you start to see signs of inflation, you don't have to get out of the bonds just because interest rates are increasing. You might eventually increase your exposure to tips, Treasury Inflation Protected Securities. That's a little oh, bit what I, I was heard talking those about. Those Do you remember when tips were like a rage in the in the mid nineties? Oh yeah. Well, there's been some really good returns on them in, in previous years as well. But but right now, if you can have two similar California tax-free bond funds, and the one that hedges against unforeseen inflation is only 15 basis points a year, so $250,000 investment would only be like 375 bucks a year to hedge against inflation. Sounds good. Anything else Pretty on your, your plate, your agenda? Anything you're looking forward to in the markets? I'm looking forward to, oh, well, always, you know, Jerome Powell's comments will be interesting today, but um, I will say that check out the six retirement test podcast that we also posted at the new focus financial Facebook page. And I even posted a picture of me and my daughter's wake surfing there. So check that out. Click like braggart. You're back to losing the humbleness. <laughs> so with, with that said, wake surfing your thing, uh, you live near a lake. So that makes total amount of sense and, uh, you enjoy your lifestyle and, uh, 
that's important, having a healthy lifestyle going into retirement and having, uh, you know, one of the things you said recently to me that I loved, and I think it probably went over your head that I loved it, was your mother, 70 years old, I believe, decided at yep. some point that she was going to start weightlifting because she knows elderly people lose their muscle. And I think that's kind of a, that may not be a retirement plan, but that's a smart thing to do in retirement. Keep your health. Yeah. Absolutely. Be sturdy because we're going to live longer and we also need to have saved more money because interest rates on bonds and CDs are so low. You have to have more money to retire than you did, say, 15, 20 years ago. Well, let me plug the podcast. Let me plug the website. There's a good article at the website right now on basically not stress test, but test in retirement. You can check it out at newfocusfinancial.com. Chad and I worked really hard on that for a good nine months to get the website up to date and kind of hipper. Um, a lot of good downloadables. Chad will be doing the money show with me coming up in a couple weeks on a Friday. We're going to be doing a quick presentation on income and retirement. And on top of that, you can find him here on KDOW Monday through Fridays, uh, 6 in the morning. So sometimes it's me, sometimes it's him, sometimes it's best of. But uh, it's always educational, and you can hear that 6 a.m. on AM 1220 KDOW. Thanks very much, Chad. People can find you at chadburton.com or newfocusfinancial.com. That's Mr. Burton. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Moving forward, uh, markets started off a little bit lower. Earnings season's kind of a, I'm not going to say knee-jerk reaction, but from day to day, we could focus on different issues, especially tied towards guidance. Um, it's not so much what you said you did this quarter, because a lot of that's expected. That's why they give earnings guidance. And if you come in a little bit low, you come in a little bit high, that's all fine. But it's what do you say about the future? So listen to a conference call. If you've never heard one, you should line up and get in queue on the Apple conference call. Skip the first 45 minutes. That's the company basically blowing smoke about how great they are, challenging environments, blah, 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 is what it sounds like. Go straight to the analyst questions. That's where you learn a lot during earnings season. Hey, let's talk beyond meat week when you come back because it's getting beyond beaten up today. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Dot com. You can find CFP Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com as well as chadburton.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. AMD can report earnings tonight. Their stock is the highest level it's been in over a decade. Wow. That says a lot of stuff going on right there, doesn't it? It says that 10 years ago it was in a better position or maybe semiconductors were, maybe competition was less. Some tells you something. That's a long time to get back to its all-time high. But on top of that, Apple, they've got a P.E. that's lower than the market's P.E., and even a subpar number from Apple can boost the stock market. Worthy of note, it's all the burger buyers are taking action on any stocks mentioned. Um, Procter & Gamble stock surges after adjusted profit. Consumer products are doing really well right now. Um, they're just at the right place. People have jobs. Three pharmaceutical companies are going to pay California $70 million for delaying drugs to keep prices high. Wow. 
Don't know how I feel about that. Beyond Meat, their sales nearly quadruple. Stock plunges after a secondary offering was announced. Let's talk about this. I've got a friend who's a police officer. And I think in between arresting people and speeding tickets and investigating domestic violence and doing what police officers do, he probably listens and and watches the stock market. He probably thinks, you know, hey, this is a pretty good career. I started when I was 20. If I put in 20 years, 25 years, 30 years, I can get out when I'm 50 and have a nice pension. Maybe I'll have a second career. I see a lot of police officers do that. Another friend of mine was a police officer who put in his time and at 50 bought a place in Hawaii and he had an apartment in San Francisco and he comes back every couple months and uh, he helps a DUI attorney. And what he does is he investigates DUIs where maybe the police officer did something incorrect. Maybe he pulled you over and left his lights on and that caused you to get a little bit dizzy. Maybe uh, the whole stop took four minutes to conclude that you were, you know, drunk and he puts you in the back of his car when there's supposed to be 17 questions that you go over by the police officer to you and it can't take four minutes including a sobriety test so as a police officer he he helps dui attorneys help their clients now i don't know if i feel morally great about that in one way or shape or form but you are innocent until proven guilty and a police officer needs to follow his duties perfectly in theory to get a perfect conviction and that's kind of what we want and kind of what we strive for in the united states Um, But this police officer retired, went to Hawaii, and comes back and charges a client $500 to go to the scene of the crime with him. And uh, it's not a bad second gig. Second gigs are great. So back to Beyond Meat. This police officer friend of mine, and I get sidetracked, don't I? He, um, oh, how do we say this in English? Anglais. No, no, je je parle anglais. Uh, Beyond Meat insiders, including CEO, are going to sell millions of dollars in a secondary offering. That's even before we talk about their earnings. They just did the old Tesla trick. We need money. And by saying we need money, we're going to hurt current shareholders because we're going to issue shares and get cash. And some of the shares are going to come from insiders, and some of them are going going to wait for the lockup IPO period to end. Nope. We're going straight to the secondary. Company raised 2019 sales guidance nicely. Wall Street had expected about $224 million. They came in at 2019 guidance at $240 million. The secondary's got me telling you, the best time to buy will be during that secondary. More than likely, consultable worker reserves are getting actually on the stocks mentioned on the show. Um, it's going to be a $3 million share sale. It could net Beyond Meat insiders and initial investors more than $660 million. CEO Ethan Brown stands to receive more than $8.7 million. That's only a small slice of his total stake, but it's interesting to note that insiders are selling. Now, you go further into Beyond Meat's quarter, and you're seeing the stock get pretty beaten up today. It's not horrific, but it's certainly not pretty. Um, And I bring this up in large part because I think you kind of need to know. Beyond Meat, um, let's see, after all, Campbell Soup is currently worth less than Beyond Meat, despite having about 33 times the revenue. Campbell Soup has got 33 times the revenue of Beyond Meat, and Beyond Meat has more value. And Beyond Meat is in a very small section of the grocery store, whereas Campbell Soup is in a very large section of the grocery store. Whoa. Um, I know, I know, I know. It's probably not the, the most exciting things for you. 
Twilio had a secondary about four months after its IPO. Logmian, ServiceNow, Grubhub, Cloudera. Um, and it's interesting because you typically wait nine months, six months to nine months for the insiders to start selling. But in this case, this is a way for the insiders to sell without actually selling. Not sure that makes a total ton of sense to you. Um, but it's worthy of note. So Beyond Meat, ticker symbol BYND, is publicly traded. And it is a food company, in theory, that is selling plant-based proteins to replace animal-based proteins. Um, stock's down $21 today. At one point in time, it was down considerably more. So it's getting some buyers to come in. Um, it had a low of 183 today. It's at 200. So at one point in time, it was down almost 40 points, down roughly 15%. Right now, it's down 9.6%. Is this your type of investment? I can't tell you. It's too much of a risk and too much of a civil war for me based on valuation. You can be right with a theme, but you can be wrong with valuation. The theme of uh, plant-based proteins, and there's been a big survey of people who are buying veggie burgers at restaurants. Most of them aren't vegetarians. They're just looking for a day off from meat, I suppose, is the easiest way of saying that. No. Nope. So Beyond Meat, stock planning, investors are waiting on the Federal Reserve today to cut interest rates on Wednesday. And what will they say? That's going to be a big part of it. Hybrid vehicles could drive the auto industry's next decade. There's a good article in Barron's. I like Barron's. I like the Wall Street Journal. There's many financial publications that I think are great, like The Economist. Um, but most of them are going to, at that point in time, become very dull reads. I think Barron's does a nice job of making it kind of a sexy and exciting read. But get her done is kind of what the car industry is trying to do right now. There's an F-150 pickup that's towing a train right now. And it repeats the job with a load of 42 gas-burning F-150s representing 42 years of America's best-selling truck. And it's an all-electric prototype. That's kind of nice to think about. I don't know. Um, The footage was cool. And the commercialization of it, the marketing of it, is obvious. You know, how shall we say electric vehicles are the future? Not only because they they cut carbon or save on gas, they will one day make gas burners look weak um, because we're able to tweak the power that comes out of electric. Um, the top electric pure place, Tesla, is not yet a reliable producer of profits or free cash flow, but Ford is. So... The hybrid business model or the hybrid uh, engine is a big thing on Wall Street at this point in time as far as a future of what we can expect coming out of the auto industry. Fewer gas burners, more hybrids, down to electrics replacing gas and doing it with power. Stock market pulls back further from all-time highs, de-risking is on today after the Fed rate decision comes out tomorrow. We're all waiting for that. Trump calls out China for not buying U.S. agricultural products. Trade talks in Shanghai ongoing. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. I know there's a lot of choices out there, and I know talking finance isn't the greatest, easiest thing in the world for most. But when you start talking about, like, Capital One has a data breach, that hits you in your life. And it's something you should pay attention to, and something you should learn about credit monitoring services and whether they're good for you or bad for you. There's some apps out there like CreditKarma.com, which will tell you if a new credit account has been opened in your name. It's kind of a poor man's credit monitoring service, if you will. It's bringing Patrick O'Hare from Briefing.com. Lots going on today, Mr. O'Hare, with the Federal Reserve, with the government, um, with earnings. This is a good time, even though it's the summer and there's volumes a little bit down and tensions a little bit off because we're thinking about beaches. But this is a good time. How are you, sir? Yeah, good morning, Rob. I'm doing okay. And, uh, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. There's, there's a lot going on this week. <clears throat> and, uh, so there's no shortage of, of trading catalysts or things to think about. So the markets have pulled back a little bit. Is that the pause that refreshes? Is it being reflective of what the Fed's going to do? How much they're going to do? What they're going to say about the future? Is it a little disappointment with earnings? Any reason for the recent, how shall we say, not fresh new all-time highs? Yeah. Um, you know, I think probably the the, uh, the easiest explanation from my vantage point is simply that, you know, there's an appreciation for the fact that the market has come such a, a, a long way in a short amount of time. Um, huge, huge gains off those early June lows. And so I think, you know, <clears throat> with all of these big events, you know, happening this week, uh, many of which you enumerated earlier. Uh, you know, there's a little hesitation on the part of buyers, kind of think they just want to wait and see if their investment theses are are validated or whether they need to be, you know, rethought. And so, you know, in a week like that, you tend to get a, uh, you know, a little bit of consolidation activity. And and um, you know, and I would add that also, you know, you get um, like the earnings report we saw out of uh, Beyond Meat. Uh, last night. I mean, it's not that it was, you know, a quote unquote terrible report, but, uh, with the news of the secondary offering, you know, that stock is obviously getting, you know, hit pretty, pretty strongly. And I think it's just a, kind of a reminder to, uh, investors that, you know, a, a large number of stocks have, have made huge moves. Uh, some are very speculative in nature, uh, beyond meat probably being primary amongst them all. And it's just kind of that reminder that you probably should, you know, uh, take a little off the table when you've had these these outside moves in, in such a short amount of time. That's a good example. Um, the Beyond Meat one is trading at something like 30 times more valuation. Or No, no. Campbell Soup has 30 times the sales, the revenue that Beyond Meat has. Mm-hmm. And yet Beyond Meat is an alternative protein plant-based protein and that's kind of a trend maybe not with me and you but with our kids they're you know they want healthier options and they may not even be vegetarians i'm hearing and they're saying i'm just gonna take a night off from meat and have a burger a veggie mm-hmm. burger um how do you reconcile that where you tell your kids like it's not the greatest investment because of valuation but you're onto something um you're thinking the right way yeah you play that you know, game with I mean, your kids well, you know, I think in, just in general, I mean, you try to, you know, promote ideas for your kids, you know, in terms of healthy living and, you know, what they can do uh, to to extend their life and, you know, exercise factors into that mix as well, maybe uh, a lot less video gaming. <laughs> so, um, 
you know, so, so it is an, an interesting, you know, uh, what we call, you know, here at briefing.com, it's an interesting story stock, right? And, and, and the story behind this stock is, is very compelling. Okay. Um, but, you know, entering this week, uh, it was trading at about <clears throat> 4,600 times estimated fiscal 2020 earnings. Uh, so obviously it's extremely rich, uh, and, and it has a great story behind it. And in a market where you kind of have this assurance of, uh, easy monetary policy, you know, stocks like that can run for a very long time and get way overheated. But, um, you know, but, but at the end of the day, too, you do have to recognize that if this story is so good and this is the, you know, the developing trend that's going to be in place for decades to come, you can bet your dollar that other food companies are not just going to sit on their hands and let, you know, Beyond Meat take 100% of you know, market share. You know, you're going to see a lot of innovation in the space and a lot of other large, deeper-pocketed companies come to the fore with competitive products that will ultimately, you know, eat into this uh, hyper growth rate you're seeing on the top line for uh, for Beyond Meat right now. With that said, I often tell people if you really feel you've got to own something like a Beyond Meat, it makes mm. valuations look crazy, don't do it. But if you really feel, go out and buy one share or go out and buy 1% of your net worth in it, and that's it. Have fun, lose the money. It's like going to Vegas. I expect to lose. If I walk away with anything, I'm a winner. If I break even... I kind of expected it, so to speak. Uh, I, I, I don't like putting Wall Street into gambling terms, but I understand that some people just have to have like that crazy stock. Well, um, I, you know, you're, you're. I think you're right, Rob. You know, I mean, it, it, it kind of becomes a funny money play, and you know, I've, what I've kind of described it as is that these are, you know, there's playground rules on Wall Street, right? You okay. see this time and time again, year in and year out. You get you know, a quote, you know, this, the hot stock, you know, and it goes parabolic. You know, we saw that with uh, cannabis producer Tilray, you know, when it, when yep. it went public, you know, things shot you know, north of, you know, north of 200 bucks a share. And then, you know, lo and behold, there were no greater fools left to buy the stock. And, and now it's back trading, you know, around 40 bucks a share. So, um, you know, it's something that happens time and again, it's just kind of part of the, the culture, if you will. <laughs> Other than saying that the consumer has jobs in the United States, what do you make of the Procter and Gambles and the Coca Colas and the Pepsis all having really good quarters? Uh, the consumer seems to be strong. Is that the bottom line? Is that all we need to know, or is there something more to it, like valuation, that I'm, I'm missing? Right. Well, let me let me just tie it back into what we just talked about. Right. You know, when you talk okay. about a you know great story stock and Beyond Meat and how you know the there's great developing trends there, and um, and yet you, you you're going to see deeper pocketed, bigger players come in to you know try and you know arrest that uh, market share grab that Beyond Meat is taking. So by the same token, you're seeing companies like Coca-Cola and Procter and Gamble, which have had to deal with some smaller, nimble, nimble competitors dealing with more organic and natural products, and uh, and obviously they've they've done an excellent job of marketing and innovating, and it's starting to show through. In their results, and so um, so they've had you know Coca Cola and Procter Gamble, you know relatively speaking, put up some really impressive uh, growth for their lower growth businesses in the second quarter, and uh, and it, it does bode well I think for for both those companies because it does suggest that they're. Uh, 
able to capitalize on a consumer that's uh, in a pretty decent position right now. And, and not only that, they're starting to capture some mind share, which is important as it relates to uh, maybe a younger demographic looking for some more natural based products. And it's, and it's, uh, you know, they're likely to continue to build on that with their, their marketing might. Their marketing might, their cash flow, their shares that they could issue. Uh, the incumbents have some uh, added advantages, to say the least. Now, today's Fed Day. Are you expecting anything out of the Federal Reserve um, today and tomorrow? Is it kind of wait till tomorrow? Or do you think the market tends to drift up the day before the Fed comes out with their decision? What do you plan? Not how, what are you playing with the Fed, but what are you seeing with the Federal Reserve and the markets right now? Right. Well, you know, with the the market running to you know all time highs, uh, it's it's in in our estimation as has uh, really been catalyzed this year in particular by the the dovish minded pivot on the part of the Federal Reserve. So there's little question that the market is is banking on some form of accommodation. You know, when that meeting reaches its end tomorrow, and you know the the looks as if the consensus view is that you're going to get 25 basis points, but there's not a there's also you know a decent sized probability uh, in the Fed funds futures market uh, that you know allows for the prospect of a 50 basis point cut. Uh, we're not in that camp. We think we're going to see 25 basis points, and you know then we think you know Fed Chair Powell and and the FOMC directive basically suggests that. You know, if more needs to be done, then they'll take the necessary step. If less needs to be done, they'll take the necessary step. So kind of that uh, more of an insurance rate cut uh, perspective, I think, and uh, with the allowance that, you know, the Fed's not just going to go uh, hide now that it's that it's done that rate cut and it will act as appropriate. As always, Mr. O'Hare, you're awesome. You're fantastic. You're insightful. You have digestible financial nuggets. Uh, at briefing.com. Is there anything else that you're working on that you want to bring our attention to as I've monopolized the questions so far? Well, this is kind of, I think we've talked around everything that I am working on, you know, as I sort of consider, you know, the the, the big picture column that I write and publish every Friday. Uh, There's a lot of big picture topics out there this week. Um, And to be honest, I have not narrowed it down to one in particular because, uh, it's all going to go into the fabric of how this market, you know, uh, reacts by, you know, by the end of business on Friday. And so just kind of taking that all in, we'll be paying close attention, obviously, to the Fed decision and the reaction to the Fed decision, really, uh, in conjunction with all of the earnings news, the reaction to the Apple report tonight, uh, what might happen in China on, on the trade front. Uh, and certainly, you know, we've got that employment report on Friday, too. So there's a lot of good ideas gestating right now. I just haven't settled on one. <laughs> Sounds good. Good luck with your work. Please note that on Fridays, I look forward to that column hitting after the market closes or right around then. And every morning, I start my day with your page ones. I think you do fantastic work. Briefing does great work. Um, during earnings season, I think that's when you really shine because there's a, a lot going on, and it's, it's easily digestible and easily defined. It's Patrick O'Hare with Briefing.com. You can find him at briefing.com. I've worked with him now for 20 years. And um, there's very few people in the world that I've known for 20 years, if that tells you anything. A, I burn people out, and B, I've got high expectations. They meet them, and they exceed them. You can find them at briefing.com. You can find me at robblackshow.com.
Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Capital One has a data breach that has affected an estimated 100 million U.S. individuals and approximately 6 million Canada. (laughs) Canada still has American envy. U.S. envy is probably the right way of saying that. I know, I know, I know. We like your women, we like your hockey, we like your your Mounties. You can keep everything else, Canada. <laughs> oh, and we also like your dirty oil sands. I know you're saying dirty oil sands. That was a big thing in the 1990s, is that how are we going to wean off the OPEC uh, oil thing when... It, we, you know, we, it was kind of a national security issue, and then we looked up north and we saw Canada's got what's called oil sands. The only problem is they're dirty, and to make, you know, what what comes out of Saudi Arabia, it's it's like beautiful, sweet crude, not dirty crude, sweet, sweet. And then, like in the '90s, we were like, you know, under the Colorado Rockies, there's more oil there than there is in Saudi Arabia. The only problem is to get to it, we're gonna have to blow up the Rockies. If Donald Trump was president, he was like, blow up the Rockies. I want that called the Trump Oil Reserves. Huge. Huge. So, yeah, there's always that kind of story, right? So, anyway, Capital One's data breach, hitting 100 million U.S. individuals. Uh, Paige Thompson, a former software engineer with Amazon, Amazon Web Services, was arrested by the FBI in Seattle. She appeared in court and was charged with a single count of computer fraud and abuse, which carries a sentence of up to five years in prison and a $250,000 fine. Can you imagine messing up 100 million Americans' credit? 100 million. And all you get is five years in jail. Makes me almost want to mess up people's credit. I know you're saying jail's not pretty for you people like you, Rob. You know, um, oftentimes I, I go back to this story because it just shows you how retirement works and doesn't work. One of your options, if you haven't saved enough money for retirement, is to go into a bank with a gun, shoot it once in the air, not at a person, and wait for the police to arrive. And then you get you know, lifetime in jail in your retirement years, um, cable TV, air conditioning because you're older, uh, health care. Like, it doesn't sound like that bad of a deal if you haven't saved enough for retirement. And that's a big if. And keep in mind, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, oh, what party would have? The largest category that got hit at Capital One was consumers and small businesses who applied for credit cards between 2005 and early 2019. Now, holy S-H-I double toothpicks or whatever you're supposed to say. Um, 2005? This data breach couldn't go from like, oh, say 2018 to 2019. 2005? Whoa. Part of the data that was accessed was personal information, credit card applications. Names, addresses, zip codes, phone numbers, email addresses, date of birth, self-reported income. Approximately 140,000 credit card customers' social security numbers. Approximately 80,000 credit card customers' linked bank account numbers. Approximately 1 million social insurance numbers of Canadian credit card customers. Yeah, we don't really care about Canada. Come on, who am I kidding? I shouldn't even bring them up anymore and give them good headlines. So this is bad news for Capital One, but again, take a look at a company like an Equifax. I know you're saying, Equifax? Aren't they a credit uh, bureau? Yeah, they are. And they too got hacked. Take a look at Home Depot. They got hacked. Target got hacked. 
How many companies have been hacked that aren't willing to tell us? Good question. I don't have an answer to that. But when Equifax got hacked, it was $144 stock. It then proceeds to go all the way down to $90. And guess where it is today? $140. So, if Capital One does get hit, it shows you that, that A, they can bounce back. Oh, by the way, Target recently bounced back, and Home Depot bounced back. It's not uncommon. Today, Capital One's down 7.4%. I kind of want to own the stock. Not necessarily immediately until some of this shakes out. But the whole idea of a credit card company, I kind of like. Now, I got Visa to make me happy and fat and content. You could have MasterCard. But I don't think anything's wrong with Capital One. If you think they can shake this. Shake, 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 money maker. Um, can they shake it? I think they can. Chase is doing a good job. There's other companies you can go for, but Capital One's kind of a pure play on credit cards, and Americans love affair with credit cards. I love you, credit card. I love you, I love you, I love you. I can't quit you, credit card. I'm giving away a pair of tickets. Ding, 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 to cool in the gang. You're talking cool. Chic. Awesome. They're playing with Evelyn Champagne King, Thursday, August 1, at the Mountain Winery in Saratoga. For a chance to win tickets, if you don't get the call in, visit the log on our VIP business club at kdow.biz, kdw.biz. Tickets on sale now for the following shows at Mountain Winery, George Clinton, Parliament Funk, Feist, and Josh Groban. But this is cool in the gang. Coming to Saratoga Mountain Winery, August 1, Thursday. That is this week. What are you doing Thursday night? If you've never been to the Mountain Winery, it's awesome. It's a great first date. It's a great honeymoon. Well, not a honeymoon. It's a great rekindle your love date. Cool and the Gang are officially launched in 1969, I think right around the time we landed on the moon. They performed for five years under various band titles. They've influenced generations. At the age of 49, the band has become the true recording industry legends. Um... They're like Chicago. They've been around for a long time making high-quality music. Celebration, Cherish, Jungle Boogie, Summer Madness, Open Sesame, Grammy Awards, American Music Awards, 31 gold and platinum albums. They were around when I was a kid. This is top-notch entertainment, top-notch performance. Check them out. Win tickets. Call 800-516-1220. 800-516-1220. Winner receives a pair of tickets to Cool in the Gang with Evelyn Champagne King. Thursday, August 1 at the Mountain Winery in Saratoga. For more information, go to mountainwinery.com or check out kdow.biz. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Trying to give you a tickets to save you a little do-re-me on your entertainment budget. You can find me celebrating the good times at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. You can also check out the new website, newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And uh, get tickets now, 800-516-1220 to get the tickets for Mountain Winery in Saratoga. Let's celebrate. There's a party going on right here. A dedication to last throughout the year. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.